Hey, it's Logan with a quick programming note before we start the after show. We will, as we normally do after a season and the after show is completed, we'll take a week off next week, so there won't be a show in your feed. But the very next week, we'll start our mini season. We uh, got Ted from Nerd Immersion, and we're playing a game about a Muppet version of a movie, and the random movie that we got was Blade Runner. So you'll be experiencing a game where we create the Muppet version of Blade Runner. So that'll be about three weeks worth of mini season, and then we'll go right into Wheels next season, which you'll hear about a little bit in what follows here in this after show. So without further ado, here is that after show. Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other after stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm after Greg. I'm after Wheels. I'm after Logan. And I'm after Lee. And this is the after show of yeah. Things From the Flood season. Uh, baller season, Greg. Oh. Absolutely oh, top so tier shit. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Might be my favorite season. Just like I uh just think it is. Right there. Yeah. 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 yeah no- yep. Normally this this conversation goes like that I, that might have been my favorite season. But no, like, <laughs> I thought I liked Root, you know, and I liked um like that other and then, and then that one was good. Nah man. Nah, I said it. Yeah. This is this is the one. Super this good. Right now. This is my favorite. <laughs> It was just so solid. It went a lot better than I had planned in my head. I'll say that. <laughs> well, tell mm, us about um, that. What do you mean? So, yeah, is that what we start with usually? Yeah, I'll start with what the random things that happened. The random things I rolled up. Great. So just like Tales from the Loop, I rolled the song to be the basis of the plot. And the song that I got was Down by the Water by PJ Harvey. Mm. Oh. Which is an outstanding song, but really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, it's open <laughs> yeah. to interpretation. Uh, and so as a reading an article of interviews by her, because it was a popular song at the time, and she was saying, like, people literally thought that I had a daughter that I murdered in a <laughs> river. Like, And so I'm <gasps> like, oh, interesting. Dead things in the water. Okay. Mm. And then the second thing mm. I rolled, which was supposed to be the subplot, was your least favorite religious leaders are conspiring with Hollywood and the prime minister to do bad things and rig the election. They have a supercomputer who is unusual. Huh. Okay. Oh, wow. I had no idea the election was being rigged. Well, yeah, I guess there was election stuff kind of with like Yuri's dad. Yeah. So the election stuff quickly took a backseat. Yeah, um, yeah. Which was fine because it was a way to keep everybody busy and like doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want like so it made more sense in Tales from the Loop to have the parents be just sort of oblivious to what was going because you are a lot younger and didn't have as much like autonomy and individuality and like capability to do stuff on your own. So when mm. this season started and you're all much older and you have a much bigger sense of independence like it made more sense to just have all the parents being 
and all the adults being a overwhelmed by the fact that nobody came back to the town yeah. and they're trying to make this town run, but be everything else that was going on. So like they were there and when you used them, they were useful, but also but they were otherwise occupied by a thing that we didn't really interact occupied. with. Right. Like they had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Like your mom yeah. dealing with you with the election and also the election was a good way to tie Yuri into the group, right? Like, yeah, yeah, getting Yuri into y'all. Like, how much Yuri became a part of things was like, how much Yuri and Kimmy and Tiny and Marianne becoming part of things were always sort of like the question mark. Whether you accepted them, whether you rejected them, I, I didn't know what was going to happen there, but like, I knew oh, what they rejected in the first time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, for very valid reasons. Like, they were not great people. But it was yeah. important after, like, the destruction of the town to have that affect the people that lived there before. Like, I thought that was really great. And I think it's a really humanizing thing, too, just, like, in terms of, like, a fictional world um, to, like, show that character growth over yeah. time. Because, like, I can think of so many... Ex- like, I mean, fucking, like, like me, you know? There's, there's some... There's some Yuri in me in that, like, you know, I also, you know, I grew up in not fundamentalist, but fundamentalist uh, bordering <laughs> evangelical <laughs> yeah. situation, um, uh, which wasn't quite as bad as Yuri- Yuri's, but uh, not too far off either. So it's like I had to make that same growth. Like I was in a church where there were a bunch of really really fundamentalist people but my parents never were those people but like that's it the same thing for me yeah if you're taking me there three plus times per week uh might as well chances are i get a sunday school teacher that's like particularly conspiracy pilled or whatever yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. sorry didn't mean to interrupt there no uh so them coming back that was a big thing also like in establishing the season since we were doing a sequel season and I know kind of how we are with like, A, we don't remember exactly what happened before, but B, I really wanted to capture the sense of you as players and you as characters coming back to something that's vaguely familiar, but also brand new, which is why mm-hmm. the city really like in the setting, like only half of the city gets destroyed, that gets flooded and like the rest of the town sort of cripples and gets along, you know, this time I'm like, yeah. no, we're going to just wipe out the whole city. And rebuild it because I wanted to capture both from you all and from your characters of that sense of this is familiar, but it's also new. So it's okay to be like, well, wasn't that there? No, that wasn't there. Or is it (laughs) different? Like I wanted that to be, which is why the entire city got destroyed. Yeah. That was like the help way to do that. Yeah. To help capture that feeling like, and you didn't go to a lot of the places like, you know, the cloud tavern, in or whatever it was called to forget yeah, uh, yeah we, like, that was different. like Vinchin once and <laughs> yeah. uh, Jade was still sore about it so Leo yep. was like fuck that place forever I hate mm-hmm. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not <laughs> like, you know under new ownership having a new downtown I also wanted to make it important like without having like I didn't want to do a heart to heart pride scene like let's come out and have the parents deal with it so like having the pride center was important just to signify like Mm, yeah leo and noella's mom is aware of what's going on (laughs) and is going to like ensure that her kids are safe i love that element not in sort of like a big in your face way right like but i wanted to make sure it was like i mean that's that's the subtlety of what kids get from parents like it's either positive or negative but just knowing that our mom like 
had to specifically approve a budget for this place in particular, like that affects kids, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I remember all the stuff that my parents said about gay people. Uh, oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, there were, I mean, like my dad. T- OK, d- just because I I can't <laughs> say that and then not have an example <laughs> like my dad, my dad in the car one time was just like. I don't know. They were just talking about the future and like talking about how we'll grow up and meet nice women when we grow up or nice men. I guess I hope you don't. No, it'll be okay if you do. That's that's one of those uh, like uh, mask off moments that really that'll get in your head yeah. for a bit. That'll take yeah. some processing. Yeah. I mean, like. He so close. Kent got so close, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he could have just not said got, the so. first way he phrased it. Uh-huh. Oh bless. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I rolled randomly. I rolled who died and who lived in the flood. So like the important characters of oh who, wow who survived and who didn't. So Boy, like, what was that like for you? Not great. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I had the uh, list of people. Like, you know, the Usera thing really was the thing that put me over to like, mm-hmm. Leo is so fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, oh, oof. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, I, I didn't pick a lot because um, a lot of them were nameless. Yeah. It also doesn't people. take a lot to like right. be a tragedy. <laughs> but like, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a lot of people that we would yeah. know for it to still yeah. be a tragedy. That's yeah. what I got. Yeah, like, Usera. Vilmar, who was the gas station owner guy, Reed Masters and his family, uh, who was the football player that Leo tried to get in trouble for alcohol yep. at the big party. Yep. And Ugh. then Isabel Creary, Ugh. the former principal of the high school. Those are the four that came up. And I'm wow. like, okay. <laughs> and then I had to roll of who is coming back. Because I was like, only half of these people are coming back. Hmm. And like, I got Kimmy. And I'm like, well, there's no way Kimmy's coming back without the other. No, yeah. Once, yeah. like, that is just not a thing. <laughs> and then only a few of the teachers came back and a few of the footballers that Leah would have known and Yuri. And that was it. And uh, so I, then love, I, was like, I love who we ended up with, though. It yeah. felt like yeah, su- it's... such a natural thing. And, like, even, you know, even the, the characters that, that passed, it felt like a, like very narratively um, nice uh, you yeah. know, it's difficult yeah, it's to weird explore, to say but like, I think nice yeah. to explore. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it put me right in the, right in Leo's headspace, and like, yep. yeah, I didn't want it to on. be a super super heavy season. Like, I didn't want it to be yeah. like the most depressing season we've ever done. But I also wanted to express, like, you know, the '90s were darker, are considered a darker time than the '80s. More things happened, more things went wrong, and also these kids are getting older, and so we could deal with more. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. More yeah. themes that touch on slightly darker things. Like, the kids can get in danger, but it was much less about, like, I didn't want the kids to be like, oh, my God, these kids could die. It could have happened, but I really wanted to be like, no, these kids are going to deal with what this was like. <laughs> like, you know, the actual trauma of losing a lot of things. And since the theme that right, randomly rolled really dealt with death, I'm like, so we're just going to deal with death. And also, yeah. we'll have death come to town. <laughs> Amazing. So good. It was very good. Yeah, j- death literally came to town. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> Honestly, like, wow. That like that serves as a <laughs> metaphor 
so good for for Leo like accepting everything. Like yeah. my actual boyfriend being dead. Yeah. So our <laughs> Sorry, I'm just now putting so this together. Bad, literal death was like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this happened? poor teen. <laughs> Uh, so things that happened that we that you really didn't get answers for. The destroyed house was Thaddeus's sister uh, oh. being like violence. Vi- I mean, as the god of violent death, like violence will fix this. And it didn't. And so Thaddeus convinced her to leave and oh, let okay. him I deal see. with things, which is why he was really like, no, we just need to do this as quietly as possible. I don't want her to come back. I was, yeah. you know, I was assuming Death's sister was Chekhov's gun, and we were, that was going to be like final boss or something. And uh, I was it, like pressing hard on it because Leo would have been. <laughs> it could have been. It was like if things had gone very poorly at the military base. Yeah. Because, like, the weird cosmology that exists is they can immediately go to a place where somebody is dying or has died and needs their attention. Oh. So. Mm. If so things if, had gone uh, if, if really shots bad, were she, fired. Yeah, yeah, she would yeah. have showed up. Like if you all had decided to go deal with the robot invasion yourselves, things could have gone very badly, and she would have shown up. I can't imagine why Greg would think Jade would go deal with the robot invasion by herself. Ha! <laughs> 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 I mean, it was on the table. <laughs> I can't I imagine was, why was... Greg would think that was on the table. <laughs> 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 And there's a bunch of things that sort of happened that that I think were left unanswered. Like the marching that Jade heard was the military going into town realizing everything's on lockdown that they didn't approve and the robots are out of control. (laughs) Like we need to go fix this, which was the reason was like the clue ahead of them that the military base would be mostly empty. Yeah. Like the soldiers and the danger there was out in the town trying to deal with this thing that had gone way off the rails. How did they yeah. think they were going to deal with that if these kids had not shown up with death? <laughs> yeah, with literal death. <laughs> uh, I mean, if what would have happened is they would have forced, like they would have redone the program. Like Crespo was in charge of making the unified whole and was working on making the unified whole again. So they would have literally put it down and restarted the whole system. Um, and it would have just gone back to the very dark thing that it was uh, instead now, of the so did they much know, better outcome. Did the military know that Leo's dad was in there? Like, were yes. they aware fully of what? Okay, I thought so. But... Well, they were aware that uh, that Leo's dad was the basis of the AI. Yeah. How much of the ghost part they knew was up. Right, yeah. Was up in the air. I like think the, once they from their point got, of view, he could have programmed himself in right, there, right? Yeah. And then sort of like the weird, like the weird fish powered thing, yeah. Without getting on what the military didn't didn't believe, like there was deniability on all their parts of what was really going on. Yeah, um, I feel like they absolutely have an inkling that magic is a thing, but they're oh, absolutely hard to not or like think about that. It's or it's so like top secret that only like the top brass know and mm-hmm. even the people like running like running the equipment that does the thing with the fish yeah. probably don't right, even know right. what they're like, doing they just Crispo know what button to know, press but... <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 and 
like only the military knows that when the the big feedback from the loop happened, it happened on both ends, right? There was a mm. disaster in Sweden at right. the exact same time there was a disaster here. Like the the loop, the mystical, weird, sciency, warpy loop burped hard and everybody paid a big price for it. Um yeah. and so like how much like depending on who you interacted with, that's how much they would have wouldn't have known. But yeah, those like a bot signs. And what the robots were doing is they were building, they ran out of ghosts. Uh, and so your dad was having them build an amplifier around the obelisk in the center of town to Whoa. expand the reach to suck in more. Oh, dead. come on, dad. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay. Jade feels less bad about her uh, self-righteous rant now. <laughs> you felt bad about that? Why? Oh, no. I mean, I'm joking. and then like i also i don't know like i wanted to try to make it clear with thaddeus like that wasn't all of leo's dad right like ghosts are the unfinished emotions that are left behind so when leo's dad died his last thing was to protect his family so that what was left behind, and that was yeah the only thing he could do was constantly honest, come up with like, a way I, to like, fix that. That tracked with Leo's conversation with Thaddeus earlier. Yeah, yeah. In the house where he's just like, I'm pretty sure this is not actually even my dad. It's just like a tangible memory or something. Yeah, it, it, it's like the aftershock of yeah of what happened. Uh, how was it being these characters again? Oh, can I start? Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Go. I um I could I mean I probably will sit here fucking forever talking about Noella but <laughs> one thing I got to say it's I don't maybe a weirdly like personal note but just like I need to compliment Greg for like uh playing this season which is set when I grew up and playing as like a weird girl growing up like oddly gender affirming for me to uh <laughs> to kind of uh, reinteract with um that time period and um you know I, i'm not really even joking like uh just just really nice uh, noella is the character like of all every character that i play um is exaggerating some element within me noella is real just real damn close to just me at that age and so i mean that kind of adds to it but I, I mean, it's just a testament to kind of the playground that you that you built for us in this world, Greg, uh, and all the characters oh, that we can bounce good. off of. And uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, also, I mean, kind of tangential to Noella, I gotta like praise you again for Boris because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> what what kind of wavelength we were on, but like, I didn't give you that much uh, about Boris. But so there were there the things that I knew is Noella was a conspiracy theorist hobby. Yeah. Also believed in like this ham radio nonsense. And then there, the anchor was this dude in the woods named Boris. And I'm like, I know who yeah. this person is. 100% I know who Boris yeah. is. And I'm like, please get to Boris. Cause I love yeah. Boris. Uh, and me, me too. And like, especially because, at that age, you know, I had I had plenty of friends my age, but I also had a uh, maybe higher than average number of just like friendly relationships with weird adults that hmm. are weird people but are nice to kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and anyway, this is very fun. Um, and Boris is so funny to me and very f- fun <laughs> uh, as a foil for Noella to bounce off of. Yeah. I really liked playing Noella this season in part because weirdly, I kind of like when I can play a character who doesn't have a huge tie to the, like the, the, the a plot of the, of the story. Like it's sometimes nice to, to not feel like so much of the weight of the of the story arc on your character and just to kind of have fun with it. And so having that yeah. thing where Noella is arrested in the middle of the season, like really giving her, I, I feel like really gave her like a lot of moments to shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also we could have this story about like uh, Leo's dad in, in, in particular. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Noella yeah. getting arrested on pretty much trumped up charges was part of the fix rigging the election, right? Like getting I see, political yeah. ammunition against what could be the next governor. So like right. those, the, that plot line drove a lot of those decisions. I didn't know which one mm. of you was going to get arrested. I just knew yeah. one of you was going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was good. Cause Noella, like obviously fucking horrible thing to have to happen to a teenager. Oh yeah. But also just narratively, Nice to see, uh, like, it, Noella kind of needed some forced character growth. You know what I mean? She's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. immature. <laughs> and I think she needed, I think it's nice to display that kind of, like, first real example, first real thing in her life that's, like, real life really kicking her in the teeth. Like, obviously, last season was, like, a whole adventure and and, and stressful in that sense. But, like, just the kind of coming of age aspect yeah. of, like, sometimes life deals you a really really shitty hand kind of what makes you an adult sometimes yeah i really like that uh i really enjoyed the noella marianne romance i thought that was cute as hell it was very cute <laughs> i liked i liked the kimmy tanya and marianne stuff with like the free noella had like I... save ferris vibes <laughs> that i really yeah. adored the so- <laughs> there were so many like surprises in <laughs> That plot of like, oh, these people don't suck. Oh, sh- oh, they're dating. Oh, she's like <laughs> actually a super cool character that we just never explored because she's one of yeah, three yeah. people that are just con- a conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And thank you for letting me make anachronistic uh, references that were mostly that were a lot of them were early 2000s because, yeah. uh, you, know, you hey. know, I was born in 92, so I was <laughs> seven at the end of the 90s. So. Everything got pushed forward. Look, it's sci-fi fantasy. Yep. Um, I think that's all I need to say about Noella. I think that leads into Jade pretty good because I think Noella getting arrested and getting that um, real, like, very good life lesson about consent. Because mm-hmm. obviously oh, yeah, I think yeah. she understood it in other consent, uh, under other contexts, but I think that she needed that. Because that was what yeah. she was missing the whole time from Christina and Penelope. That yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole ass thing that she was mad about in the that's first. That's so season. true. Yeah, yeah, and that you know she went off for, with them for a year and became like too much like them, and that was what she was worried about. And then here she mm. is, just doing it anyway. Almost like kind of reproducing abusive dynamics in a in a way. Yeah, kind of, and but like thinking that it was okay because she was doing it for good reasons versus bad reasons and that doesn't make it okay (laughs) like 
It's still they thought okay. they were doing it for good reasons too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, the, the point is, you don't. Get and to arguably, decide. they were, but it's still bad to not do <laughs> That's it. That's not how it yeah. works. You, you don't get to pick. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought that was really good for her, and um, just like a good way to explore that in general, in in a societal sense, I guess. I mean, obviously, magic's not real, but like you know. That, that I was is really in happy fact with not that how scene. consent works, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed that that bit of it. A couple of scenes, yeah, yeah, and I um, I really liked being able to sort of play off of Jade's fears a little bit more, like because I knew Jade so well. I guess like this is probably the character I've known the best of all that I've played. Yeah. Um, mm. Just in terms of like, you know, I think we've said it before in other after shows where like I used to have to have like reminders to get myself into the character. Like I would have like songs that would do it or I'd have to have like little crutches that could help me get into a character. With But like and I may need that in the future, too. But with Jade, like I just didn't I know who she is. Like I got it. So that was really fun to be able to play that. I was trying to think there was something the other day I was thinking about with her, which was the other thing, because, you know, like famously, I don't think about my characters outside of the game, except well, little Jade, she keeps getting in my head. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but now I can't remember what it was. And I had the thought that I needed to write it down for the after show. Oh, or no, I wouldn't remember. Forever. And here we are. <laughs> it was fun to to have her be like. Uh, she, because this is what she does, right? Like, this is what she spent a whole year doing. This is kind of what her training was for. She is used to things going bad, and she has to do a thing and go on an adventure and fix it. And it started with last season, and she had her own little adventure. And then, you know, she comes home, and there's another one. <laughs> but for her to, like have so much confidence that like oh this is this is what i know how to do this but then to also be like but am i actually the best one to make decisions here like is this should i be the one choosing these things is this okay like should i is you know that kind of playing that sort of trying to walk that line between just wanting to tell everybody else what to do because she feels like she knows what to do but also wanting to hear what everyone else has to say and take in everyone's opinions and stuff. Hmm. But yeah, I think that was, that was the main things for her. Yeah. And then the, um, Yuri. I was very, I was sort of surprised at how, how much Yuri and Jade got along. <laughs> I yeah, was here I think for that, it. I don't really like that. I think it's yeah, cute. I did, like yeah, it was, it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't plan for any of the, like any of these people to get together at the end. Right. Like they were there. Yeah. And we see it, but I was heartened by like, like these two people who are like, we've been raised in very, (laughs) very fundamental Mm -hmm. ways of thinking and are shedding Mm -hmm. that together. And also just like a really relatable vibe of like, they work together, like they're good together because you can tell that they're like worried about the same types of things and can Mm -hmm. thus. Yeah. Like, it just seems like their, their attitudes are very compatible, even though. Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't think their upbringings necessarily would be one to one. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I definitely think I feel like maybe, but I have a terrible memory, so I don't know. And obviously, 
everybody's headcanon is their own headcanon, but I don't think that that was like a, a romance at the end. I think they definitely were just really good friends. Sure, yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, sort of Gave feeling it, a shot it out. Like, homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because like I, I didn't want to do that at, at the end where I feel like, you know, everyone else had like their little moment, but I think she was just like, we're here, we're together doing this. But, Providing emotional support, but yeah. not expecting right. it to. Yeah. There doesn't have to be more than this. <laughs> so yeah, how is Leo? Uh, yeah, how is Leo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the whole the journey of that season was Leo getting better. You know what's strange is like we we so we used anchors a lot more in the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and we didn't so much in this one. But I in my head I did like he was getting better through interacting with toothbrush and like yeah. bringing Thaddeus into that and like through music, basically, basically he's a sad sack of shit up until the point where he writes the song about Thaddeus uh, and himself. And then it's like an upward trajectory of like more confidence and just feeling good. And so basically everything was about the song stuff, which will, I th- one of the questions sent in was, was about songs and I'll, so I'll go into more detail then, but yeah, like, Starting out, gosh, you know, his previous anchor died, which I don't. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else's. Yeah. Nobody else's anchor died, right? No. no. Mine was my grandma nope. and I changed it. Mm-hmm. Mine just didn't come back. Mm-hmm. Who was yours the first time? Uh, Mr. Uh, the, the, I don't. Oh, it, um, yeah. The teacher. The, D- the teacher yeah, who yeah. did the D&D club. I'm yeah, Mr. Castro. throwing a blank on his name. Castro. Yes. Yeah. Did not roll that he came back. <laughs> I'm like, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't. <laughs> um, in this situation, I don't know why you'd move back to this place. I mean, he got accused of some stuff. I could see why yeah. he'd just be like, yeah, fuck that town. Yeah, yeah this is my yeah. chance to leave. Bye. Yeah. Also, I don't know that this uh, season needed a D&D subplot. Right, <laughs> yeah. We can move on, unlike uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah. So, like, he didn't leave on the best note with you, Sarah, like he was kind of a bratty kid to her at the end of the first season. And then next thing he knows she's gone. And so that was almost a more potent thing when she was in the robot at the end. Well, because it was also way more recent. Like you've had more time to deal with your Leo's had more time to deal with his father's stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so that like him just being able to say, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to save you. And even that, like he knew like, you know, probably couldn't have saved her, but I wish I wasn't mean <laughs> as yeah. one of the last encounters that I had with her and able to just say, like, I'm going to I'm going to take care of this right now. But, yeah, all of that was, I, I you know, and then he get, he's dating death. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I knew that he would not have a problem with that. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're about halfway through. Let's should we jump to questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So. Uh, let's start with the one about the music since we're already on Leo. Um, let's let me find it. It's from Fabio the Iguana on Discord. The, Fabio him. the Iguana is just Shane Shane Pluckett from. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that, I, I wondered because of the way it was written. So okay, so this, is, this is Meta Vista Media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that makes this even funnier. We can't presume to know what kind of magic goes on behind the scenes at Metal Vista Media, but 
What was the writing recording creative process like for you during the making of your number one hit single, Tame, by Toothbrush? <laughs> so we could talk about Tame and Faces in the Water. So, I mean, we, we kind of went over this in the in the last, in the bubblegum shoes season, not the last season, the bubblegum shoes season, where it was like, my initial thought of working with Meadow Vista Media is that they would like write the lyrics, but that's absolutely wild to think that they would do that because <laughs> it's like really specific so but you know i came into this season armed with that and i was like okay i want to i want it to feel like a 90s song so i mean luckily now that we've worked with them so many times i just know like i can just tell them whatever and they yeah. will make it happen so i can just focus on doing whatever i want which is you know i wanted like as opposed to Bubblegum Shoe, where I wrote a bunch of songs that were like basically folk songs, like a retelling of actual events, like it's the news or something. Yeah. <laughs> and a very mm-hmm. literal, very literal writing. Um, and this one, like Leo writes metaphors. Uh, Tame isn't quite as metaphorical as Faces in the Water, but in my head, they both are just exactly his life experience. <laughs> um, yeah. Like where Tame is about how messed up he is right now, but it feels like there's a way out through music and through his friends and through Thaddeus. So the end of it is, is hopeful. It like, you know, it, it takes the, the chorus, which it's kind of like not even fair to call it a chorus. Cause it, it happens two times and it's completely different. The second time it just follows the same mm-hmm. meter, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know that, that song has an arc. I, I, I feel like I don't want to just read all the lyrics, but you know, go, go listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, if you're a, if you're a patron, then you can, you can really listen easier because you can just download the dang thing. Uh, yeah, what level is like, that? That's at uh, $5 and up. Five, yeah. Yeah, all for the extras. And that's like, you get that, as soon as we, they are done producing it, I put it on the Patreon. So you get it much faster than anyone else will get it via any streaming services. Because they, they will eventually, after the season is over, post the songs on like Spotify and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they being Meadow Vista Media, so if you correct, it's yes. on their Spotify account. Yeah. 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 yeah but you can still look for it under Very Random Encounters. Like the oh, albums okay. are music from Very Random Encounters, whatever season. So. Cool. They got they got the SEO in there. All right. So um, there had been some discussion in the Discord about Thaddeus and Thanatos and all the the Greek stuff and um, all of that. So Empress Seth asked. Are only the Greek myths real in the Tales universe, or is there also an Egyptian pantheon along with Norse gods and Jesus and stuff like that hanging around? So, the the sort of big thing is concepts are the gods, right? Like, death Mm -hmm. is a concept that happens, so Thaddeus existing allows death to happen, and it allows quiet death to happen. So, if if this was an Egyptian based campaign or that had been more like if you go to Egypt, Thaddeus would right. be known as the Egyptian analogs I for see. death. Like so the concept all the concepts exist and they are translated differently into each culture. So yes and no, like did Jesus Or if exist, you know, or if we were yeah. go maybe to go to like the indigenous community in right. In Boulder, right. it would be yeah, like they would have seen you know, within their very, cultural context, yeah, a very yeah. different thing. And people, oh. um, does that exist, mean that Yuri's but... having a really different experience? Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, again, most people don't know that 
Thaddeus's death, right? Like that was right. pretty close to his chest. He, he we just happened. Just is exists. it just that we happen to know, like, like uh, Penelope and Christina, Christine. I assume wouldn't necessarily like they're lesser figures. So I would assume right. that, that like they maybe don't really have counterparts in all of the other, right. Uh, I mean, like one to one counterparts in all the others, and, and thus, like we we know the magical world through the Greek landscape because we right. know Circe and right whatever and the mythological name for Penelope is. Those two are humans who have been avoiding death for a real long time, which is why Thaddeus is like, I don't have as strong feelings about people <laughs> living for a long time as my sister does. Um, uh, like Thaddeus uh, is like, everything will die, right? Like. Everything ends and he doesn't care when it ends for them. And so part of the sisters like real big concerns around fucking around with death is they don't want to attract death's attention. Like we've been avoiding this for like 3000 years now (laughs) uh, and we do not need the heat on us. So Mm -hmm. please don't mess around with this too much. Yeah. Yeah, so the concept is like, you know how many uh, centuries old Greenland sharks there are out there (laughs) that I have to wait for. It's, you know what, if they're out there for a long time, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Okay, Um, so so this is from Lavender. It says, hello, after crew, it's time for the trans rep roundup. Which characters from the season are trans or non-binary, if any? (laughs) <laughs> uh amazing question i would meadow i my head canon would be that yuri but he might not know it yet like uh, that's that yeah, maybe I mean, I mean maybe that's just because i was in a similar like, situation <laughs> and i didn't know it at that age but yeah i mean some of the kids may end up being but the the one that i that i wanted to hint at but not be like uh was meadow okay because meadow deciding nice. to move to a town to start over again and open a shop was sort of uh, like yeah. I'm going yeah. to start a whole new life and it was kind of like here's this young woman who came to a dead military town for no good reason that had no connections here was sort of like I, I didn't want to make it obvious right like I didn't yeah. want to yeah. have that conversation but that that's who Meadow is Meadow's starting okay. a new life here nice Ooh. Uh, maybe, maybe I, I like maybe one of Kimmy, Tanya, Marianne uh, would mm. make sense. I'm not sure. Yeah, who Marianne's in probably think... somewhere in the in the figuring things out situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What if eventually they become Kimmy, Tony, and Marianne? Could be. be. I mean, adorable. just as powerful. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. We'll see if we ever come back to these. We'll see where they show. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe in an episode. We said something about a miniseries, uh, Demented Dog on Discord. He, him, said uh, if there's a mini-season, as mentioned earlier, or, oh, if the mini-season mentioned earlier doesn't happen, what did Jade get up to with Cersei's? Yeah, the, there's a oh, question. Uh, the thing that that's referencing is from a yeah. different Discord channel where uh, oh. he was talking about, um, like, when imagining I, yeah. uh, a, a, some sort of fictional miniseries yeah. where it follows Jade's adventures uh, learn in the in the learning magic summer. Yeah, it was like, would I be willing to do a miniseries of the year Jade spent with the sisters? And I would be willing oh. to, I would be willing to do that if it ever made sense. Like, if there was a system that like made sense to do it in as a mini season, yeah, 
I would be open or to like it. A, or like a Patreon bonus, like right. maybe yeah. where like you play like a two-player game with with Lee, because there are a lot of two-player mm-hmm. RPGs that we never yeah. get to showcase on the show. and Or like, like y'all get to play characters that we meet along the way. I mean, you know, there's... Oh, true. Yeah. 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 That would be there's really fun. Pop- or like Aster there. and these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't like want to answer those questions yet. I mean... Yeah. It's up to it's really up to Lee what what Jade did and didn't get out of it. Like the only things that were established is literally Jade saw most of the world. Yeah. Like I, I think huge tour of the world. There could be something there, but I definitely feel like there'd be more fun in knowing what these people get up to in their adult lives just because Agree. This has to have shaped them so drastically. Oh as people. yeah. In the same way that, like, um, Bubblegum Shoe, you know, like, yeah, that's that was a huge event for those kids. So, yep, yeah, yeah, that would be fun. But, you know, I also, I do and don't like sequels, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I've really, I mean, obviously, we've all said, like, this is our favorite one. And I wouldn't have expected that considering my previous preconceived notions about sequels um, <laughs> and not liking them. But this was a lot of fun. I just think that it would take something really special to to make me want yes. to do it again. You know, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But also, I would love to see what other people think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What other people think Jade is doing now? What do other people think Leo yeah. and Noella get up yeah. to? Like, I think that's fun. I. I I'd read that fanfic if you want to write it. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. would. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Penelope's the nice one. Christina's the mean one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This is from Brit. Uh, this is also from email, which is hi at show. if you'd like to send us an email. Major fan of your show. Oh, this is sweet. I feel weird reading this part. <laughs> Let's get to the question. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it like too nice? Yeah, just uh, let's give the compliments. and get- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, compliments. I can't. <laughs> we appreciate your compliments. Thank you so much. We do. It's sweet. I'd love to hear some improv tips and or hear a bit from Greg and each of you uh, about how to pr- personally prepare for GMing. Mm, yeah. Improv tips, especially. Um, Yeah, I think. Okay, so here's my tip. And I know that this is only for this only applies to when you are alone in a room doing it. But I know that a lot of people um, want to do things like play D&D online, but they don't know how to like get into it and that kind of thing. But if you find a group and you want to play online and you're having trouble figuring out how to get into character i cannot recommend enough have a stuffed animal or something like (laughs) that that you can just that's what Mm. you're talking to this is your little buddy and when you need to be in character or feel like you're talking to somebody and not just a screen or a microphone that's the best like that's the first three that's a great idea i never would have thought podcast i had uh, a mounted um like little stuffed animal as a bison head that was looked like I remember you mentioning bison. this. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just my little buddy, and I would talk to him when I got nervous or like couldn't figure out how to talk to a microphone. <laughs> so, and <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's just like 
you and your friends or you and just some people online, like it can still help something to talk to. Or if you're the kind of person that can imagine in your head, maybe you could picture that in your brain, but I can't do it. So I will say this. If you ever want like tips of one of the best acting lessons I ever got, one of the things that you do when you go into school is the teacher will bring in a case of random objects. And the exercise is you're given an object that you have never seen before, <laughs> and you have to treat it like it was a treasured memory. Uh. So you have to come up with, why does this thing mean so much to me? And that is always a great way to start formulating that, how do I quickly create a story around mm-hmm. this yeah. thing that doesn't exist? So you can do that. like If you go to like a any store or like a Goodwill, particularly like thrift stores, just pull something and say, okay, I now have to come up with a story of why did I finally find this? Why was I looking for this? What does this item mean to me? And that just begins to flex those muscles mm-hmm. uh, with something very tangible in hand, like a concrete thing you have to do. I think uh, a good follow-up to that might be, so in if you were writing something as opposed to improving something, the Chekhov's gun rule applies where like if you introduce something in the plot, you need to have it go off in the third act. But when you're improving, it's like in reverse. You're introduced like with with an object or whatever, and then you have to figure out through play why that was introduced rather than the other way around, right? Like if you, you yeah. know what's going to happen to this, so that's why you introduced it in the first place. But you don't know what's going to happen to your important objects until stuff happens. So like that's why games give you those kind of things. Like Tales from Luban, Thing from the Flood have like, objects that are you know power objects on your character Mm -hmm. or whatever so like everything on your character sheet oh my god i can't believe that i didn't mention that i wrote the lyric things change and that's the way it is because i my favorite song was tupac's changes anyway (laughs) 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 but yeah like the fact that we got you know a band as my like anchor and then so i randomized toothbrush and then throughout the season that's okay how am i gonna make this important to leo uh you but the good thing is you've got a long time but you just need to keep it in your mind like oh all these things are on my character sheet for a reason but i need to figure out what those reasons are through play yeah Yeah. that's good should i go yeah i um just as a gm in as a gm in particular um and this will come up again later when i do the part where i tease what next season is but um my biggest piece of advice is to play to both both accentuate your strengths as a thinker, uh, improviser, etc., and also to kind of uh, build in some infrastructure for yourself to shore up some of the things that are more difficult. Um, so like me, for example, one thing I'm really good at is uh, thinking of a dumb wisecrack to say in a scene. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's it comes fairly natural to me. So I always, in all of my seasons that I'm GMing, will throw in some sort of like com- uh, comedic relief NPC that I can have in a lot of scenes. I mean, that's why you get tack. It's why you get Prelia, et cetera, et cetera, because I know that I am good at that. So putting a character, putting an NPC that serves the purpose of, of, of something that I'm good at uh, lets me, uh, it's kind of, kind of like cheating to make me seem, but you know, it's like, that's how you improvise well is by making it easy for yourself. Yeah. I guess that's try- what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Pull from anything that you know, by the way. Like if you're good, if you're oh. good at one liners, go for it. And then steal, also, also steal ideas, steal, steal, yeah. steal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Creativity is hiding your source. 
and then on the like on the other side like i'm not necessarily as good at remembering to to think about pacing like uh episode to like like intra episode sometimes like i rush through things as a gm and so that's why so many of my seasons have like dedicated downtime episodes like i know we kind of do that as a thing generally on the show um but you're always gonna see it with me i mean maybe not the horror because we had to (laughs) cut some corners with the horror but uh that's just always the thing you're gonna see because it helps me like make sure that i'm not just like feeling like i i I need to check all of the boxes that right of the things that i have planned you know what i mean um so in other words yeah just shore up your weaknesses and build in stuff for your strengths to shine is i guess the summary and and really if you're the gm just know that you don't have to do all the work like for one of those episodes oh, yeah. No, yeah it's literally like i didn't prepare go for it and and but the thing is you that's that's power like that gives players power and like you don't have to build the whole narrative from scratch and you even you shouldn't like you shouldn't feel like you're writing a, a story by yourself it's collaborative storytelling and everybody should work together yeah, you can make them do your work, and they like it. But it is. <laughs> and then they say thank you. Yeah, I mean, I my jamming prep is always. I just have broad strokes. I know what's happening in the world enough that when they yes. go there, yeah. I have an idea of what's been happening here, and then we yeah. just play to see what happens. That's always what I do for my stuff too. I just like I knew what the objects were and stuff in Bubblegum Shoe, but I was just like, whatever, that exists. Y'all do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it me, Zoe G, she, they, from Discord. I feel like I have tried to say those when I have them, but I don't know if I've done a great job. So uh, some of the emails didn't say, but anyway, if I missed your pronouns, um, I'm sorry. I was trying to say them all. It me, Zoe G, said, okay, I'm always curious. Uh, what headcanons and ideas do y'all have for your characters that don't get a chance to show up on air? Is there any that we didn't um, hit on that anybody had? I I well, this I don't know if this counts for an answer for this question, but I want Rashawn and Yuina more content of those two. They were great. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they're just like really good friends. Like, yeah, I think I think the Yuina like the uh, like the full circle moment of Yuina finally smiling <laughs> because yeah, that was great. Leo was happy. That was so good. But yeah, like Rashawn and Yuina were great. I, w- I want more of them. That's not really yeah. headcanon though. It's just a thing I wish. Whatever forum that uh, Marianne and uh, whatever Star Wars forum that Marianne and Boris are both on, <laughs> that uh, on? Marianne is actually a moderator and has uh, <laughs> deleted several of Boris's posts. Oh, wow. <laughs> For violations with of... Great, uh, yeah, bo- with great reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> if, we, if we could go to the scene of those two waiting for, like, arguing while you were all running around the... <laughs> military base like that whole scene of arguments of those who just at each other constantly and like Yuri and Meadow sitting out and playing with the dog because they are not getting involved in this deep Star Wars <laughs> yeah, fight yeah. <laughs> but, but like and like Boris is like get, getting like visibly upset a little red oh, and Marianne is just calculated like oh yeah it's a, it, it's a terrible notion to think that you know just like in very very clear words why like this has nothing to do with the canon if we're looking at the t- the this is uh, a, a tv canon at best this is a, a ewok uh, adventures canon oh but but her name is the book canon so like mm, 
Because she had Admiral But I feel Thrawn. like, is, Ew- is Ewok Adventures, I feel like that's even lower than, like, the... Uh, yeah. That was lower. That, oh, okay. boy. Thrawn books, yeah. Because <laughs> there was, like, a tier list in the, you know, oh, the... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. We can't keep pre- talking about Star Wars. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's... Oh, no. Harry Grand was a Jedi who was a circle. <laughs> uh, he was he had his body replaced with a floating ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Um we kind of answered uh the other question that it me Zoe G had uh about other mythological figures in New Boulder. Mm-hmm. So I think that's um good. Uh I mean so- I I will just say like unlike most cosmologies where they're off up above doing nothing, all of these concepts roam the earth. Like it was important for me to establish at least in this season and like how this world works is they are not disconnected. Yeah. They aren't like, oh, we're just gonna up here and watch. Like these concepts, in order for the world to have them happen, are a mm-hmm. part of the world. So like Thaddeus has to exist for death to happen in a calm, quiet way. Right. That that relationship okay, that is, is doomed. Really cool. That's too much. <laughs> 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 And then so that leads us okay, so one more thing before we get into Frond. So somewhere along the way, I have opened this doc during the season and I wrote down, remember to talk about Leo's mom's conversation about her husband's death. Now, I don't remember what we thought. Dude, who we had knows to say what that means? That. <laughs> <laughs> huh. it, it felt important to us at the time because I wrote it down. But um boy. Thoughts that a- anyone? Hard. <laughs> Uh, for know. Leo's mom to talk about because that's the thing right is like um, I can't fathom it talking to your child about oh, their yeah. father's I mean, death but it's your husband's death like man it's that's yeah, all fucked. I mean that scene was important to sort of express how much Susan never wants to look back Yeah, like her coping mecha- mechanism once she like writing for all these things is I'm making a better future. And like her biggest flaw is she does not ever want to look back because it's really, really painful. And I think in the moment where she was confronted with the pain in Leo, it was like, I have to now do this thing Mm. that I literally have been avoiding my entire life. Ever since that happened, I now have to confront how awful that was and not in sort of like, I'm using it as a political tool, which is why she brought it up at the like big overarching festival at the start. But like, this is a real personal thing that I need to deal with. And, and as a person, she doesn't, it's also what drove the wedge between Jade's mom and Leo's mom, like the sisters that refusal to go into the past Mm. when they both really needed it ultimately is what sort of split them up which also drove Jade and her mom's conversation of we're doing better now because we're both realizing we just couldn't communicate with each other in a way that was helpful yeah Hmm. yeah growing up is hard oh yeah (laughs) yeah I don't recommend yeah. yeah. Okay. So great. Let's do some. Actually, fun that's stuff. not true. Life's yeah, good, I actually do but also it's hard. It is. Yeah. It is. But it's you know. Let's just uh, let's just do like one random question because I also have to tease next. Well, season. I oh, yeah. I oh, want to yeah. propose that we save Franz 
randomizer for uh, like a special little Patreon thing. Or just our next VRP. Yeah. By the way, if you're not understanding what we mean by that, um, one of our listeners, this will be, I think, the second, the second one. Yeah. Time. Um, they uh, have made it the se- the for the second time here a random question generator based on the season in particular, uh, and it's neat. Um, yeah. So we'll probably do it's that for fun. a VRP. This one seems like it's going to be fun and wacky, and I think it would be a great VRP. So if you are not subscribed oh, to the Patreon one last time, my friends, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've listened this far. Clearly, you're a fan. <laughs> we got, there's more content, and you can support us. That's the that's the best way to support us is to join on Patreon. So yeah, so Fran, don't be disappointed. We're going to do uh, it. And Fran, I don't remember if you are a patron in particular at the level uh, at all, or if, if you are, if you're at the level where you get this, I will send that file yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess yeah, I could yeah. DM them. I don't I need to told, I told the them. Yeah, I told them that we would send it to them if that's how it cool. worked out. I feel like I had a DM with them at some point. Okay, cool. Right. So uh, yeah, our next season is Wheels. Tell us about it. Yeah, I want to, uh, you know, as I was just saying before about like playing to your strengths and these sorts of things. One of the things that I love doing is like pushing a, a, a perceived boundary of our show, seeing um, what rules we can bend, what rules we can break. I did that a ton uh, with the horror. I won't do that to the same degree this time. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to take a lot of the conclusions that I took from the horror uh, and and and. and take them into consideration. I, I don't want to go back to horror in particular as a genre for very, at least a very long time, at least as a GM. It's a very, it's a difficult, it's a fun, but difficult thing to run. Yep. But some things I took away from that were uh, one GM less games can work. It takes some uh, additional finagling and stuff. And I think we kind of worked out the kinks by the, you know, we didn't play a GM less game for very long and, you know, we had some, it may, maybe was a poor fit for the show, actually, in some ways. But um, I think I think having that first experience of the show being GMless uh, showed me that it's possible. And so I'm, we're going to do it again, because uh, what I want to do is create a persistent world that we can come back, that any of us can come back to uh, in future seasons. And so I want to be building that uh, coll- more collaboratively than just like me as a GM. And so we're going to play i have made kind of like a uh a, a setting already as a starting point and we're going to be playing uh the game wander home within it which is a gmless game about a traveling group and so it will just be us traveling across part of this world and you know it's got like built-in encounters based uh basically the 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 game wander home does so we can uh kind of generate the content that way but Um, We will kind of each be playing both our characters and also like a few locations. If I understand Wander Home correctly, there's still some reading I need to do. Um, But the setting, which is the most important, uh, the most exciting part to me, because it's an original setting uh, that I made, is called Planet Cryptid. Yeah. And it's kind of what it sounds like. It's a planet where cryptids come from. Uh, we've explored a lot, um, you know, in addition to like the multiverse kind of stuff that we've explored, we've also explored like kind of different planes of existence within one reality. So like, you know, magic kind of exists on its own level in some of our worlds. And so does like the Fey wild or what have you in some of the other ones. 
Um, and so I like to think of plan so Planet Cryptid is like one of those. It is like connected to our world, but it is like kind of bordering our world, but it works completely differently. And so that's why like cryptids show up on planet Earth is like, you know, sometimes you, f uh, you fall out of one plane and into the other as we've seen on our show. So <laughs> the fundamental difference between our world and planet cryptid is that in our world, you can like set something down, you know, you're cooking, you set a pot down, you stop looking at it, you look back and you can expect it to like start boiling after a while. In planet cryptid, you fill the pot with water, set it on the stove, turn it on, you turn away and you look back and like the stove will be gone. It's been replaced <laughs> with a chicken coop. Like Whoa. randomness is so baked into reality that you can't even count on things to be persistent moment to moment. So what the cryptids have to do is they have to essentially do like huge collaborative magic to sustain, to, to, to create status quos around them. So it's kind of just like a oh. metaphor about like, having to be intentional about the communities that you create and like oh i love that and it takes different forms right like so civilizations have have to have like very very complicated and intricate and wide though their rituals have to involve like so many people but um you know like nomadic communities you know don't necessarily require all of that that's or they don't necessarily require the same infrastructure so they're kind of like magical community creating um uh, will look different um, also, the realities that they can create are thus like completely up to us because the world is so malleable in that way. It's like you could perceivably have like a period piece right next to like a sci-fi thing. Like you, the, the 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 different communities creating their realities are going to be completely creating like entirely different ways to live and huh. in different, totally different like little mini settings we can explore. That sounds really And also I've made a giant spreadsheet of, uh, I have, a, well, Yay. one, I have a map of like different communities that I'm excited to tell people about eventually. Two, I made a giant spreadsheet of cryptids and also jobs that a cryptid would have. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you'll be rolling on both of those. Uh, I'm just Reggie. really excited for whoever the Reggie. fuck you end up being. Yes. Hell yeah. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm excited for whatever fish person I end up being. <laughs> there are multiple <laughs> on the spreadsheet. Um, is that a podcast? I think that's, that's a podcast. Well, I think yeah. it's a podcast. Uh, we yeah. don't usually do an outro on these yet. I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, thanks. For everybody. Thanks, everyone. thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. enjoying the season. Yeah, thanks for listening this far. And one more time, check out Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patreon.com slash VRE. Is it that simple? That yeah. is correct. It is. Damn. Yeah. You got that branding. <laughs>